This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We're momming today with Raymond Arroyo. I love hearing your voice when I see you on Fox News, you're a contributor, but you are also the author of 12 books, a New York Times best-selling author. Your latest book is a children's book, the first in a series. It's called The Unexpected Light of Thomas Alva Edison. Um, are, are you a history buff? Well, yes, I am a history buff. <laughs> uh, look, I love stories, and, and you know, when you come from a place like New Orleans— it, it, what was that Faulkner line? Uh, history isn't even past. You know, it's it's all around you. You you breathe it in. And so I, I guess I've always been um, a student of history. And I love I love how things came to be. And they often defy our expectations. And so, yeah, I'm I'm a history buff. And I, I think when we lose our history, we lose a piece of ourselves. And if you don't know the past, you you don't know where you're going into the future. That's that's how I live. And I believe that. I think it's true. What made you put Thomas Edison's story, the inventor of the light bulb, um, I, I believe the motion picture camera as well? Yes. Uh, yes. Add well, to the list. To, yeah, to put although that in there's children's a huge form. list. The tattoo pen and the light bulb and the, the tattoo pen. They had tattoos the tattoo back pen. then. The curling iron. Can you believe it? No. Oh, I mean, Edison was endlessly innovative, um, but, you know, very practical. He built things and didn't build anything unless he saw an audience for it and a real need for it. But then he would labor and push. And, I, you know, I started looking, frankly, when I saw the contraction of so many school curriculum and you realize these great historic figures are kind of being edged out. For Thomas other Edison ideas. was being edged out. Yeah, I do. Oh. I think Edison, I think a lot of the people I'm about to feature in this Turnabout Tales series, uh, which is a new series. And I thought I wanted to bring these lives and make them not only accessible, but relatable to a new generation. And as I've been reading various biographies and, and doing my own investigation of these lives, a Turnabout Tale is an individual, usually a young person, who faces a challenge and a decision is made in that moment, and all of history turns. And I think we all have turnabout tales all around us, whether we're young or old, but particularly for children, they need to know obstacles are not the end of your story, they're the beginning. And in the case of Thomas Edison, as a boy at eight years old, Lauren, he was sent to school. After three months of instruction, the schoolmaster said, you're addle-brained and can't be taught, and they mm -hmm. threw him out of school. And his mother made a decision to take him home and teach him herself. Now, she was an educator by trade, but I don't know why Thomas Alva Edison isn't the patron saint of homeschooling. He should be. Um, it's an incredible story of how a mother's devotion and seeing what others couldn't, even his own father called him a dunce. Um, she saw the possibilities in her son, and she gave him the freedom to explore those possibilities in the best way for him 
and he probably had ADHD, Lauren, which mm-hmm. a lot of children have today and are sometimes told you can't do that or you'll never be able to do that. Guess what? Edison proves everybody wrong. For the most part, how is Thomas Edison being taught in school? Well, I don't think he's being taught at all. Oh, I think geez. he's being pushed aside because the focus is often on the test results. And um, and many times in an effort, I think, to be uh, to accommodate various political agendas, you see our history getting narrower and narrower. Um, and and some of these figures that were once large in the American uh, mind and and popular imagination, they've sort of been edged out. So my hope with the Turnabout Tales series is I can provide urgent lessons that I think we need that are embedded in these fantastic stories of great American lives. Can you say who's next? Which character? Yes, I character? can. I wasn't well, going I guess to be it's a character. To... What historic figure now a character is next? Well, you know, I, and Lauren, they, they initially I thought, oh, I better not say anything. But the next book, uh, HarperCollins and Zondervan just announced it, so I can talk now. Yay. Uh, it's coming in October, the second Turnabout Tale concerns Tad Lincoln. And Tad Lincoln is the last son of Abraham Lincoln. And uh, it's called The Marvelous Mischief of Tad Lincoln. And it's a bit of a different turnabout tale because it's how a child and being a child can actually save a parent and uh, rescue a parent at a very dark time in our history. And Tad Lincoln has an amazing and cool connection to a national holiday we take for granted. So I wanted to tell his story, and that's a story that's been largely neglected. It was very hard to dig up. Hmm. I, I know I'm I'm rattling my brain right now to go through my history classes to come up with the, what I know of Tad Lincoln, and I'm, I'm falling short here. Yeah, so no, I look forward to, to book two. Um, yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. You know, I I try. I have young children. I know you have three kids, seventeen and up, so we're in different yeah. stages. But I always try to in- inspire them, however I can, to just get excited sure. about doing heroic things, um, mm-hmm. uh, inventing something, just you know, a, a big job, a big assignment. And I, you know, I get myself, I, I go down. Um, rabbit hole sometimes because they'll use my words against me when I over exaggerated something, for instance. <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, I know the feeling. You, you, okay, you got it. Uh, you you tell the Silicon Valley story, right? Oh, Mark Zuckerberg, so and so, they invented what we use every day in in a garage. They quit college and now they're yep. billionaires, and that just gets old. I would love to be able to tell the story of hey, Thomas Edison invented the light bulb, and he dropped out of school. How come, right. how come I don't know that? But well, I can tell I, I you about Mark Zuckerberg and, and all the others. Well, I think it's not emphasized. You know, we again, but part of the problem and part of why I wanted this to be a family read, and that's what I call them, Lauren, my books are not picture books or children's books. They're family reads. They're meant to be read by the family together because your experience and what you share with your child and the brilliant perceptions of that child will change the nature of the book. And I've seen it at the Reagan Library. I saw it last night. You know, a, a little boy came up to me during one of the book signings and said, if you look at the cover of the book, and you can see it at RaymondArroyo.com, the, the, in the illustration, Edison is there pouring his, you know, chemicals into, you know, a little acid jar. And right behind him is this, is this woman. But she's almost blended into the background. And this little boy said, who's that ghost lady there? I said, well, that's a great perception because in many ways, Nancy Edison, his mother, has become a ghost. We don't see her. We don't know very much about her. So I wanted to rescue her part of his story. 
He said late in life, Lauren, and this should give you and all moms and dads inspiration. He said late in life, my mother was the making of me. She allowed me to follow my bent. And if it hadn't been for her devotion and faith in me at a certain moment in my life, I should never have become an inventor. And when I saw that line, it was at the end of one of these big, huge doorstop biographies. I said, I've got to figure out who this woman was and what the story is of his childhood, which I didn't know. But it turns out so much of what he did later in life was created and shaped in his childhood, as is true for all of us. So I love that you're trying to encourage your kids to do great things. But what they'll see in this book, what they'll see in the unexpected light of Thomas Alva Edison is a child, a boy struggling with his intuition, his natural curiosity. And yes, he made a mess, Lauren. You know, he threw himself into the canal to figure out how the barges floated. You know, he wanted to know how uh, honey was made. So he ripped open beehives. Uh, he, he wanted to see how fire worked, so he burned down the family barn. This was not a calm, you know, pastoral, you know, exploration. But his mother saw what was happening there inside her son. And so she gave him the means to experiment safely and then fed him the classic books and the electric manuals that were part of his passion. And all of that, that tinkering, that exploration, what he called playtime. Edison said, I built the Edison Labs so I could have my friends here and we could play together. That's why he did it. And that's the nature in which his creations happened through a process of elimination and a lot of mess and grungy hands. But uh, we learn with our heads and with our hands. And that's one of the lessons I think of, that Edison gave me. And one I hope educators and mentors and moms and dads pick up on as well. Not every kid's going to get the memorization and the list down perfectly, but they may have a brilliant mind that needs space to grow. I want to know more about this mom. Uh, more, no. We're momming today after this with Raymond Arroyo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back on We're Momming Today with New York Times bestselling author Raymond Arroyo, The Unexpected Light of Thomas Alva Edison. And on the cover of the book, Raymond, you see the shadowy figure in the back. It's it's Thomas Edison's mother. Yes. You were just telling me this is a boy who, uh, look, if my son burned down a barn and did science experiments and took things apart all over the house, I'd be yelling at him, punishing him and putting in his, him in his room. <laughs> I would, because I don't want to clean up his messes, but she didn't do that. What was her name? Her name was Nancy Edison. And, um, and, and, you know, your instinct is not wrong, Lauren. In fact, I originally had it in the book, but um, there were some librarians and teachers who were disturbed by it. But the historical fact is when Edison burned the barn down, his father, Sam Edison, took him to the Times Square and beat him, the, the, the town square, and beat him out of punishment because he was afraid he was going to burn all the barns in the neighborhood and you know fires at that time spread very quickly and it was hard to stop them okay i'm so i'm so glad you threw that out there because i think you know as parents we're saying oh i I don't know if i would have saw that bright light in my child i would have been so mad okay so at least dad was mad 
He shouldn't Dad have beaten angry. him, but I get it. And, okay. And, and All right. mom wasn't happy either. But And then she first, you know, when she took him home and started homeschooling him when he, after he was thrown out of school, um, he, she gave him a little chemistry set. and He was experimenting with acids. Well, he was burning her furniture and the carpet. Oh my so God. she moved him downstairs to the basement. So she was a practical woman. I mean, she wasn't like some <laughs> lunatic letting the kid destroy the house. But she knew how to channel his natural enthusiasm and his you know edison said our greatest failure as a people lauren is we give up too soon just try one more time and that really is the model of his entire life from the time he was a kid and he was a hustler and this is the other part of the story that i needed i needed to hear and i think we all need to hear you have to let your kids struggle a bit and work they have to get kicked around a little bit by the world. Edison was working a train. He was he was a newsboy on a train that ran between his town and Detroit. He sold newspapers. And in the back in the baggage compartment, he still continued doing his experiments. He had a rolling laboratory in the back of the train. He also printed his own paper in the back of that train because he realized he could turn a profit and wouldn't have to split it with anybody. So he got bits and pieces of uh, news press from Detroit and printed his own gossip column. And that lasted until one of the guys on board read his name in the column and threw Edison into the St. Clair River. <laughs> this is fascinating. You tell being a journalist, Lauren. <laughs> this is fa- how, so how long did it take you to uncover this full story? Mm, I spent about four or five months um, doing my research. I went to the Edison. Lab. I like to go and touch and see. And I mean, in some ways, I'm like Edison. I like to, you know, sit at the desk and be in the room where it all happened. Um, and the Edison Labs in West Orange. In fact, we have a Fox Nation special coming up. Where West I Orange, New Jersey? Home. Yes, West Orange, New Jersey. And Lauren, you should take your children there. Done. We live in New Jersey. Okay. It's untouched. In 1931, Edison died. He spent 44 years in that Edison laboratory. It's where he created the, or perfected rather, the phonograph. He uh, recorded hundreds of artists on the second floor of the Edison labs in what he called the music room. Oh, the other interesting thing, and this is why I'm, I'm getting so many letters from moms and dads whose kids have ADHD or are deaf because Edison lost his hearing at 12. And I I put that in the book. So it's amazing. The man who created the microphone, the telephone receiver, the phonograph, the first record label, he was deaf, deaf. And it started at the time he was 12. By the time he was an old man, Lauren, he was attaching wood, wood planks to the bottom of the phonograph, and he would bite down on it so that the sound could reverberate through his skull. It was the only way he could hear higher tones. So uh, an early cochlear implant, sort of. Um, but an amazing innovator. Um, and to to be party to that, to see it up close, is an honor. And to realize the great uh, gift he gave us and Nancy Edison gave us, that reaches right into our own age. It's just incredible. The lithium battery, his alkaline battery was the forerunner to the lithium battery that powers your your phone. Um, the pictures you're taking, motion picture camera, the first movie studio, all of that from this little boy that never went to school after second grade was self-taught and loved by a mother who you, cared enough to see the possibilities and the light in them. You have a gift, Raymond, um, of really grabbing people's attention and making them care about something they might just gloss right over. Um, how do you do that as a father? Well, I think it's important for us 
you know, I came from the theater, Lauren. That was my background. And I studied with a woman named Stella Adler. It shows you the power of a great teacher, a great mentor, like moms and dads and, and, and mentors in your life. But Stella, she told us, as an actor, we're training you to stand on the platform and remind humanity of itself. Remind people of what's best in them and what's wrong with them. And I guess in some ways that is in my marrow. And so whenever I tell a story, whether I'm standing on a stage telling it or I'm writing a book or I'm, I'm even or whether I'm doing a, you know, my, my hit on Fox, um, I'm, I'm very aware of that, that you have to entertain people. You have to pull them in, but you have to bring something more and hopefully hold something true up that they can be inspired by. Or, or, Relate or, to. or shocked by that they never yeah. do that again or go down that path. Yeah. And so that's part of, I think, my mission to tell stories and hopefully, as you said, grab people's attention and make them take notice of things they might otherwise miss. Not. Yeah. Ignore, yeah. Because it's important. You know, you're just inspiring my mom brain right now because it's so easy for parents, especially working, any parent, but you know, you come home after a long day and. Oh, sure. You know, the to-do list is is there in front of you and, you know, we run out of time and energy to do, yeah. to, to grab our kids and just to, to inspire them and do great things with them, to get them away from the screens, you know, yeah. and to, to be th- that storyteller, thing, that actor, that, that theatrical moment to create that at home. Yeah, you can. And you can. You know, my wife. And uh, I I dedicate the book to my wife and my mother because they were both very activist mommies. Okay, they were very involved in in certainly my life. And and Rebecca is devoted to our children. I mean, accompanying them through every scrape. You know this, Lauren. And, And when you're very close to your child, you know how they learn. You know what sets them off. You know what excites them. Lean into those moments and share them with them. They go very fast. Now I'm getting teary eyed, Lauren. Um, they go so fast. No, my 24 year old was just engaged two weekends ago. <gasps> so you realize these little babies, um, they're entrusted to you for a tiny bit of time. And if you can um, lead them down their path and help them be the people they're meant to be, that is our life mission. It's why we're here, really, just to pass the the baton and to help them be the best they can be. And it's great when you can share those exciting, fun moments with them. It, so, yeah, go to the Edison Labs, go to parks, take them into the wild, let them see the world with you. Um, it's it's critical. And don't sit there on your phone while they're doing it. Guilty as charged. I'm not saying I'm perfect. But well, me too. Look, Rebecca <laughs> always says, put the phone down. Can you please put the phone down? We're Wait, here. Put the phone down. Hold on. Is a 24-year-old recently engaged a boy? Is that a, your son, one of your sons, or My your son. daughter? Okay. My oldest son, Alexander. Oh, so where, what are your kids doing now? Brag about them. Well, uh, my my middle son is a uh, a freshman in college. Um, my uh, youngest daughter is still in high school. She's a junior in high school. And my oldest son is a marketing genius. Um, and I better not say who he works for, but he's, uh, he's, the, he's their golden boy. He's a brilliant boy. Thank goodness he did not follow his father's wayward path. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, he's great. probably just like you and in no, a storyteller. Well, he, uh, yes, he has a bit of that, but he's, he's really, he has such a mind for numbers and marketing and uh, data. And he, he's far more patient than I could be. Th- those things, uh, my eyes start glazing over. So, uh, but no, he's amazing. He's a he's a, a beautiful and and smart boy, as they all are. They're great kids. But that, again, it's attributable to a mother who was close enough 
to to um, you know ride out the the difficulties and the the bumpy parts. And everybody has those moments, those turnabout tales. And that's why when I read these great lives, Lauren, I thought, why haven't we ever said this person wasn't the guy who created the light bulb? He was the little boy who was thrown out of school. Yeah. That you can relate to. The light bulb is a bit far off. And I feel that way about all these figures. So I'm trying to to make them very urgently important again to young people. They will see themselves in the failings and the stumbles and the obstacles of these great figures. And hopefully they will be able to model the turnabout tale that happened in those lives, because I think it's possible still. Listen ad-free with the Fox News Podcasts Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Prime members can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music app or just hit the follow button on your favorite podcast player. Raymond Arroyo, thank you for the time. Oh, thank you, Lauren. What a pleasure. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.